This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. You're listening to Fresh FM. My name's Matt. I'm joined in the Nelson studio today by Chris Watson from the Nelson Film Society. We're here for the Nelson Film Society. I guess it's the film preview. Kia ora. Good morning, uh, Chris. Kia ora, Matt. How's things with you? Good, thank you. Excellent. Chilly morning, but nice to be here. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so how did the Film Society audience react to last week's film, The Souvenir? Well, um, it was certainly as different from the previous week's Spike Lee as I said it would be, um, and I don't think they liked it very much. In fact, to be honest, on our star system, it only scored three, just over three, and that makes it the weakest of the year. Um, I'm a bit surprised because uh, all the reviews for it are very positive, but they tend to be from uh, cinephiles, you know, film specialists, and often English, those reviews. I found that the dialogue was a bit hard to follow myself. Um, but we have a discussion following the screening. We go out to a restaurant with friends. A lot of our members do something like that. And once you talk about it, the bits you miss become clear. And afterwards I thought, hmm, I might have been a wee bit mean. I only gave it three stars. I probably would have gone to four on second thoughts. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, how, how's this uh, week's film going to be then? Is it likely to be problematic? No, no, I don't think so this time. <laughs> Apart from anything else, we've got the advantage of subtitles, uh, which is just as well, of course, because Tehran Taxi is another Iranian film in the series of movies from the Middle East, which Film Society scheduled for this year. Okay, uh, yeah, we discussed one a couple of weeks ago, uh, Through the Olive Trees, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was made 20 years ago, before this one, which dates from 2015. Interestingly, in that film, um, Through the Olive Trees, we actually glimpsed a guy called Jafar Panahi, who's the director of Tehran Taxi huh. in that film, which was directed by Kiarostami. At that time, um, Panahi was a recent graduate of the Iran Broadcasting College of Cinema and TV, uh, and he contacted um, Kiarostami and told him that he admired his work and asked for an internship on his next film, and Abbas gave him the role of assistant director on Through the Olive Trees, <laughs> and we saw him a few times. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. So Kiarostami fell out with the Iranian authorities, though, didn't he? And yeah, but he wasn't the only one to fall uh, out with the Iranian authorities. Both directors are renowned for the social realism of their works, but... Um, Inevitably, this exposed the negative treatment by the authorities of some Iranians, usually mm. uh, of the poor and underprivileged. And uh, Jafar Panahi tended to be even more forthright in his social critique of aspects of Iranian life, and to such an extent that in December 2010, he was sentenced to six years imprisonment and banned from making films for 20 years. Wow. Wow. It was actually modified to house arrest, and Jaffa found ways of still making films. Um, 
and his friends used to smuggle out the uh, film to film festivals around the world and they invariably met with acclaim and that didn't half annoy the Iranian religious establishment. It's a very powerful force in that country. Yeah. So how did this film get out of Iran? Well, it was smuggled out of the country uh, by its supporters on a USB stick. Uh, also, mm-hmm. some people call them flash drives. And if you're computer savvy, you know it's a very small, easily hidden piece of equipment on which lots of visual information can be stored. Actually, USB means universal series bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Panahir had used this subterfuge before. He actually hid the USB for This Is Not A Film, one of his earlier movies, in a cake. And it was shown at the 2011 Cannes Film Festival, which, of course, he wasn't allowed to attend. Tehran Taxi not only got out on a flash drive, but it went on to win the Golden Bear which is um, the top prize at the Berlin International Film Festival in 2015. And then again, a couple of years later, in 2018, he won the Best Screenplay Award for his film of that year, Three Faces, it was called. And his daughter took a risk this time by going to Cannes to accept the award on behalf of her father. Wow, filmmaking in Iran, eh? So what's Tehran Taxi about? Well, Panahi himself plays the role of a taxi driver in Tehran. It's a bit like Kiarostami did in his films, of course, where he was a director. He's got three hidden cameras inside the taxi, and he picks up a whole series of interesting characters as he drives around Tehran for a day. There's some suggestion they're sometimes actors rather than the ordinary people that he wants the authorities to think they are. Okay, so why would he want them to think that? Well, when he was arrested in 2010, so were all his actors arrested as well, and his wife and his daughter. So his hope was that if they were unwitting collaborators, they couldn't be prosecuted for sedition. (laughs) However, one in particular took a risk, um, a passenger who's actually played by his young niece, Hannah. She's an aspiring trainee filmmaker in her own right. She's something of a young innocent. She asks him some delightfully cheeky questions. Oh, wow. So uh, are there others of interest in the film? Yes, I particularly like the conversation between a man who grumbles about tyre thieves and proposes to hang them all. And there's a woman in the cab at the same time and she objects that uh, Iran hardly needs more executions. And later, a real-life figure, a human rights lawyer, also takes a great risk by taking part, and she talks of visiting a hunger striker in prison. Uh, And the fact that both Panahi, the taxi driver, and herself have been in the same position as hunger strikers in prison. So she really wasn't covering up much. Mm. You can see why the film hasn't been screened in Iran. Yeah. All right, so how old is he? Well, he was born in 1960, um, so he's now about 62. And by hook or by crook, he's managed to make 10 films. All of them have been well-received by the world outside Iran, and several of which have won, won major prizes. Actually... Quite a few have been leaked um, in Iran itself. Ah. There is a guy in this film who is interviewed in the taxi, and he's a dealer in DVDs. And the um, underground commentary is that uh, 
He was the the guy who used to, um, uh, well, he would promote or sell um, Panahid's movies in Iran itself. Boy, he would be taking a big risk. Wow. Anyway, he's defied the authorities, um, has Panahi, and he's received widespread support from filmmakers and actors and politicians around the world, especially when uh, he was sentenced to jail. Mm. He'd probably prefer the politicians to keep out of it, though. The Iranians accuse him of screening sordid realism, <laughs> whilst critics praise the films for their humanistic perspective, uh, which is certainly very clear in this film on Tuesday. Panahi himself says that, in all of my films you never see an evil character, male or female. I believe everyone is a good person. Huh. So I'm guessing you'd expect some people to come out of the film feeling a bit of sympathy for the plight of Jafar Panahi. Yes. Panahi? Panahi. (laughs) Panahi. Yes. Yes, um, that feel-good should be a byproduct. Uh, Mostly, I hope they will have enjoyed feeling empathy for the very human characters that they've met as they've been given a tour of Iran's capital city. Wow. Okay. So uh, have you seen this one before yourself? Yes, yes, twice, actually. Um, When we failed to screen it this year, um, I was able to watch it at home, Mm. which is an option. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. And you've obviously enjoyed it. Yes, I thought it was very good. Um, You know, to be in a cab for the whole film, you might think would be claustrophobic, but it's not. No, you see a lot of what's going on around the streets uh, and that gives it and there are sort of stories within stories that um, that niece of his is making a film for I guess Uh. she's still at school and she films a a little boy who has nicked some money from uh, well I think the guy had actually dropped it but you know you're not supposed to I don't know what you're supposed to do with it and uh, she tells the kid off because she said I won't be able to release my film now because of the sordid realism in it so (laughs) that's when we get to hear that that's a particular phrase in Iran (laughs) Uh, okay well thanks for coming in talking about uh, Tehran Taxi uh, showing this coming Tuesday, 21st of July, at the Suta Cinema at 6pm. Now, of course, you can find out more details. An easy way is to go to statecinemas.co.nz and click on the Suta. You'll get links there. And also the Nelson and New Zealand Film Society websites, which you can easily find doing a bit of a Google search. Uh, so thank you for that. Chris, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, that's fine. Um, we had 140 people again this week, but there were 10 spare seats. So okay. even if um, booking online shows that the cinema is full, if you're in town and it's not too far to come, it's worth turning up because cool. there were about six seats right in front of me, actually, that anyone could have picked up. All right. And who doesn't want to sit right next to you or in front of you, <laughs> Well, it was a bit near the front. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Some people love the front row at the Suta. Uh, some people do, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you're a long way from the screen. You're yeah. not. It's not like in a big cinema where you're right on top of the movie. That it's good. Yes, the front row's got advantages. That's true. All right, thanks, Chris. Uh, we'll catch up again uh, for the next edition of the Nelson Film Society Film Preview.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.